Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everybody, I want to welcome you all to episode 17 of the Focus Hunting Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jonathan Fluvog. Jonathan is a vegetarian turned hunter. Him and I discuss vegetarianism and becoming a hunter. We also talk about his project that gives back to conservation, Forest to Table. We're going to get right into her here. This sucks. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Really well, actually. Good. You ready to uh, dive into her here? Yeah, let's get started, man. So I already gave kind of everybody a brief on who you are, but uh, can you maybe give us a little more detail on, you know, your background and what you do for a living? Yeah, so uh, I started in the music industry years and years ago. I actually started at church learning about sound when I was a kid. My dad said, you know, you're not interested in the sermons, so you might as well hang out with the sound guys. And I was like eight years old and went, yeah, okay, that's cool. But uh, one of the guys that uh, did church sound, he uh, managed a recording studio in Burnaby. And I got to assistant engineer and I got to build my way up through high school and work with bands and record Fox commercials and a lot of radio ads and then work with bands. And I really launched my whole career that way. And it was a great way to learn. You know, it wasn't like go to sound school, dive in, have to know everything as fast as you can. I got to learn really slowly. So it was it was an awesome opportunity. So I started in music, had a large recording studio for 18 years with, I don't know, we had major name acts come in. We had a lot of no-name acts come in. A lot of careers got launched. You know, it was, it, was, it was awesome. And through that, I started a TV show called Vogueville Present that focused on musicians and their lives and, you know, told the, the story of what they went through to get to the success level that they got to. And, you know, not focus on, like, 
yeah, this girl's a singer, she has talent, and boom, it all happened. It just that's just not how it works. Like, I mean, to relate it to hunting, hunting's not easy. It's not something that you just go, yeah, man, let's just go out there and bag some animals, throw them on the back, off we go, right? It's tough. <laughs> you know, yep. it's not always easy. And a music career isn't always easy. So I created this show. It went across Canada and it really got me interested in moving towards film. So I filmed documentaries. I filmed uh, so a lot of TV commercials. I filmed tons and tons of different music videos. And that's what I do. I'm a commercial filmmaker now. I love what I do. It's, it's, I chose the right calling for me. So through, through my background, you know, I was always around a lot of very arty people. And like, I have nearly, what, almost 5,000 Facebook friends. So many of them are artistic, arty people. And I never shared with anybody that I'm a hunter, that I go hunting. Because I was a vegetarian for 14 years. And <laughs> all of a sudden, I come out as, now I'm a hunter. There's a lot of, are you kidding me moments from people going, what kind of horrible, awful, terrible person are you? How could you do such a thing? Poor Bambi, what did it ever do to you? Aren't you a vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing uh, when we were talking back and forth through emails, there was, uh, I accidentally called you a vegan. Um, and you, you mentioned to <laughs> me that, uh, that you're not a vegan, that you're a vegetarian. But I got to ask you, what's the difference? Uh, well, a vegetarian, a vegan is no dairy, you know, a lot of them, they won't own animal products in any way, shape or form, you know, like they wouldn't buy a car with leather seats. And I respect that. I go, you know what, if you're going to believe in something, go for it. Totally believe in it. Right. And a vegetarian though, just someone, you know, they may eat fish even, <laughs> but, but they just don't eat red meat kind of thing, or they don't eat red meat and they don't eat fish, but they'll have dairy. So basically it's the dairy part or animal product part. Um, I've had a lot of problems or not problems, but I've had a lot of challenges with, with vegetarians. Vegans are pretty awesome. You know, I announced like, Hey, I'm a hunter. And I put pictures up of me with a beautiful four by four white tail. That I'm like so proud of. And, um, you know, the vegans are like, Hey, you know, if you're going to go out and eat meat, at least you're taking ownership over what you're killing. You're eating it. You know, you, there's a sense of pride. Good for you, right? You're not going and buying just store-bought meat filled with whatever hormones and all of that kind of stuff. But the vegetarians, on the other hand, go, what a horrible, awful, terrible thing you're doing. Killing anything is just terrible and awful. And you go through their pictures on Facebook and you go, wait a minute, dude's wearing a leather jacket. The animal had to die somehow to get you that leather jacket. So it's okay if you don't eat them, but products, yeah, I'm flexible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's surprising. I mean, you'd think it would be the opposite. Exactly. So, uh, so what is a vegetarian, like what does a typical vegetarian diet consist of? So you mentioned you, so what you, like when you were a vegetarian, what did you, you just didn't eat red meat at all? No, no. But you ate fish, chicken. Yeah, um, obviously vegetables. No, 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 not chicken. I didn't no, eat not chicken. chicken. No, okay. I, I just basically was seafood and fish. Um, and, you know, I really just started for health reasons, right? I was oh, a yeah. record producer. I had assistants. I was getting fat. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. I was eating at McDonald's, God knows how often. And I just went, you know, if I don't eat meat, I by nature have to lose weight and I'll be way healthier for it. And it worked. I lost a lot of weight. I was way healthier for it. 
Gotcha. Because I was just living such a crappy, unhealthy lifestyle to start with, you know? So then as I went, you know, I heard about, you know, uh, bad farming practices that are crappy for the animals. Then I learned about what is being put into the animals. And when I started as a vegetarian, we're talking the 90s, they, you know, this is sort of the organic was, I don't know, still a few years away before it became a mainstream thing, right? There were no other options. Well, there might have been, but not many anyways. So for me, then it became more of a, well, do I really want to be putting that crap into my body? You know, do I want to support an industry that isn't necessarily the best of industries? And so I stuck with it and stayed with it. And what changed my mind was hunting. All of a sudden, my friend was saying, man, you know, I know you don't mind guns. I know you don't mind killing animals. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing against killing animals. That part's fine by me, right? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever experienced that? Uh, um, like, did you ever kill an animal before you got into hunting? And I think well, you're in your forties when you actually got into hunting, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd never killed any animals. Gotcha. But I never so, had a problem with it, you know, it's like, right. and when I was a kid, I said to my dad once, I'm like, hey, would you take me hunting? He goes, what the hell for? What would you <laughs> want to do that for? I'm like, I don't know. Seems like it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I take it your dad, he wasn't he wasn't a hunter? No, no. And when <laughs> when my dad found out that I, I'm a hunter now, right? And, you know, I, I love going hunting. He's like, why would you do that? Like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, well, you eat meat. He's like, yeah. yeah, but I don't go kill it myself. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's <laughs> taking ownership over what you eat, man. Like, it's way better when you kill it yourself and you serve it to your family. You, there's a, a serious sense of pride that comes with that, you know? Yeah, well, definitely. And uh, so getting into hunting, you know, in your 40s, I mean, you know, for myself, my introduction into hunting and fishing uh, is a stereotypical story. You know, my dad, he had brothers, um, they hunted for food and, uh, that's just what they did. So I follow that same patrilineal lineage, uh, into hunting and my whole life I've had access to great mentors. Um, I know for people who don't have access to a mentor, the process of hunting can be, you know, pretty overwhelming. Um, was this something you experienced? How did you find the process of like getting into hunting and, and, or did you have somebody to guide you through that? I did. Um, a childhood friend that I grew up grew up next door to me, he'd always been telling me you should come hunting, even as a vegetarian. He's like, well, you know where the meat comes from. It's organic and, you know, you should get into it. And I just never took it that seriously or thought about it. Um, and I had him guide me. So once I started, uh, he showed me, you know, he's like, okay, so here's what you've got to do. And here's what you got to be aware of. And, and it was awesome having somebody really mentor me and, and help me from the ground up. And, you know, I'm like, well, what kind of gun do I get? You know, he's like, okay, so let's talk about that. What are we going to go shooting? <laughs> right. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. What do you shoot? Like moose or something? He's like, okay. So you're starting big, are we? <laughs> like, okay. So I started with a 30 odd six. I'm like, perfect. It's a good deer gun. And you know, all right. Um, it, yeah, it, it was really nice having somebody that, that had been hunting for years. And he introduced me to a group of really great guys that were awesome. Um, one of the guys is like 60s, this Russian guy. And he has this heavy duty accent and it's, he's hilarious. But he's, he's like, okay, don't cheap out on a scope spend the money on the scope don't go cheap right 
he's like don't buy crap and then build up he's like buy really good stuff that you're gonna keep and it's gonna serve you well and take care of it and start right and that's what i did and i'm so happy i did i didn't cheap out on buying binoculars or a scope or you know stuff that you're gonna have for years and years and years on end yeah no definitely i mean there is a lot of variables to hunting and it it's definitely great to have somebody walk you through all the you know the trial and errors that they had it that's the learning curve down so what was yeah. your first hunt um my first hunt was in greenwood actually so we oh, go nice. to greenwood for opener every year that's where I opening got okay opening what what opener just general season yeah gotcha yeah. so that's that's normally where we go but yeah my first hunt was for for deer and i got nothing <laughs> completely empty-handed yeah. walking around in the bush for days checking trail cams nothing not a thing except for i shot i got some blue grouse and i'm like oh these nice. are cool it's the size of like a chicken man yeah yeah and so are. i I tried it and went this is actually really good okay right on i was just excited to shoot anything and uh you know i learned how to gut a grouse and not just pull its wings <laughs> by its wings and i went okay, this doesn't gross me out. I can do this. Mm -hmm. My friend's like, let's see how you do, right? I'm like, yeah, okay, it's got no problem. So, but it was still fun. And I went, yeah, hours and hours for nothing. And he's like, welcome to hunting. This is how it is. I'm like, so you mean not get something? He's like, no. <laughs> you might go three years even not get anything. It's possible, right? Yeah, but well, I, th I think the average, I think the average for an average, like a mule deer, I think it's, to harvest a mule deer, I think it, it works out to you have to spend 27 days in the bush uh, for a really? successful hunt. Yeah, I think that's what it averaged out to. I mean, now obviously there's some better mule deer hunters than there are others, and so that's yeah. something you gain through years of doing it. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not one of those things where you just jump in and, and kill an animal. There's a, there's a lot well, to that's it. That's a really, you know, I mean, that's something with with the Forest to Table brand that I've started, right? That's something I want people to be aware of, that hunting isn't all about like, go out there and you bag an animal and off you are and everybody should go get a gun and let's all just go forget farming. We'll just go shoot our meat, right? It's not that easy. There's time, dedication, effort. And a lot of people, that myth needs to be broken, because it's it's just as wrong <laughs> it's just, it's not that easy no no it's um, definitely not what i was gonna say is my first year was actually with an leh because as a new hunter my friends oh you yeah gotta put in for the leh because dude you're gonna get it yeah and i got a doe tag so i went wicked okay so i shot my first year and i looked at it as it was dying and i went that was a wicked good shot it died peacefully I'm okay with this. I was just like elated. He's like, it's so awesome. He goes, I've never seen you look so happy in your whole life, man. Yeah, it's quite the it's quite the uh, the feeling of accomplishment when you know you work so hard for something and and you and then finally it all your effort is sitting there in front of you. And yeah, it's uh, some people deal with it differently. I think uh, um, I know for myself, um, you know, I've always. I've always been surrounded by hunting and fishing. And I think the first time I caught a fish, I was, you know, four or five. And the first time I shot something, I was, I was really young. I was, I was eight. Um, so, you know, from a very young age, the act of, of killing an animal for food was present. Um, you know, my dad made it perfectly clear that, you know, if you kill an animal, 
you eat it. And uh, uh, I don't remember the initial feelings were that I had when, uh, when I, when I first took the life, I, I think I probably feel the weight of killing an animal more now than I did when I was younger. Um, you know, and it's, it's not the admiration for that particular animal. It's, it's the essence of the animal. I feel, you know, now I feel a closeness to the animal. I think that's indescribable to somebody who's, who's never really had the privilege of killing an animal. And, uh, that weight of it is, is something I, I, for myself, I feel blessed with. So for yourself, Funny, you know, I, being I, I found the same thing, man. You did, eh? Yeah, that's yeah, what well, I was... Now, you know, four, four years in, I'm almost, well, next year will be five, but I feel it more, you know, and I take, there's more gravity to it because you realize how, what goes into it. And it's, I don't know, it's like the symbiotic relationship with nature, you know, like you just feel like grounded with the animal i don't know it's a, it's more of a spiritual actually experience than anything else the more i do it yeah yeah it is how about your first animal how did you wrestle with that morality of killing an animal i didn't have a problem with it oh, you're i know good? I, 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 like coming from the background of a vegetarian and all the rest and da 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 and not growing up around hunting or anything like that it didn't kick my ass i you know i went yeah okay well you know, I eat cows <laughs> that yeah. that had to die. I eat chickens that had to die. I yeah, and, and I mean, harvesting your own animal, that process is a lot more ethical. I mean, yeah. contrary to, to some people's belief or perception of hunting, it's a lot more ethical than what happens in a slaughterhouse. Absolutely. And I, that actually, I really liked that. So, you know, my friend taught me, like, follow the muscle groups and spread it apart. And, you know, he taught me, like, how to do it and wrap it and print the freezer wrap. I learned about Reynolds freezer wrap. <laughs> and I actually really loved it. I went, this is great. Like, yes, I killed the animal, but I'm cutting it up myself. I'm taking ownership over the whole process. And then when I cooked it, I did bacon wrapped uh, loins. And I was like, oh, damn, yes. this is good. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is so wicked. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's so much stuff you do with, with an animal. I mean, and for the most part, I utilize everything. And um, the way I hunt is, is typically a backpack hunt. So I, I generally just quarter the animal up and then I'll, I'll take all the consumable parts out and, um, you know, I'll cut the rib meat out and, and leave everything else in the bush. And I generally don't take out the liver or anything. Sometimes I'll take out the heart. And I occasionally for my, for my stepdad, I'll, I'll pull the liver out, but uh um, it's just one of those things that when you're packing it out, it's uh, it's not something you think about. You're just thinking about getting getting the animal out as fast as you can, just so it's it's cool and yeah. I, I my my friend who taught me how to hunt, he really likes the heart. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. It doesn't taste that great to me, so I don't eat the heart. I'm not about the liver. So those I'm not I, that interested. Have you ever tried tongue? No. No, you should. The next uh, this year. Um, you know, when you harvest a deer, maybe, maybe try the tongue. It's, uh, it's something I think once you get over the idea that it's a tongue, it, it's yeah. actually not bad. It's really good. We just, we boil it in, in some water and we do it right there. When, when we have the animal down, we'll just pull out our jet boil and boil yeah. it in a little bit of water. And then you just pull the skin off. And I mean, the first time you do it, it's a little, it's a new experience and <laughs> it's, uh, What's it's it, kind what of, does it taste like, man? Um, it's 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 hard to explain it's one of those i mean it's not bad by any mean i mean yeah, if you, it's more the like i said it's more the idea that it's tongue so if i gave you a piece of meat on and said here try this you'd probably say man this is really good and what is it 
said it was tongue, <laughs> yeah. you might have a different idea of it, but that's all in your head. But it tastes really good. We just, like I said, we boil it and we put skin it and then we cut it up and put a little bit of seasoning salt on it. I've had really cow good. tongue. Oh, have you? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was okay. It yeah, was well, fine. It's go. sort of soft and, you know, tender. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for me, it's kind of a ritual I do. Um, you know, when you get an animal down and you gotta, you gotta build up some strength for that, uh, long pack out in most cases, Yeah, but it's really good. So I imagine you had old groups of vegetarian friends and people you associated with that were vegetarian. Um, you know, I've always had a deep love for animals myself. I've, and I've developed this deep love for animals through hunting. I know to some people, maybe that sounds suspect. Uh, you know, it's the age old paradox. I love animals, but you kill them. Now people have a tendency to discredit people whose acts or beliefs don't fall in that alignment or of their own. And has your involvement with hunting seen any examples of this? Not really. No, like, no, I never like vegans are kind of like that. They're like a religious cult group. They all band together and they have like social, and like it's a real like it's the church of the vegans i don't know but yeah. vegetarians it's just like yeah well i'm a veg but i was different because i never judged anyone who ate meat i'm like this is just a personal preference of mine as opposed to this is what i believe if you don't believe what i believe you're going to hell oh my gosh you know like it wasn't like a religious thing to me gotcha so like i didn't I, judge I, others yeah. So you didn't receive any backlash from friends or family when you told everybody you're a hunter, I guess. Uh, well, I did maybe get some backlash. Oh, you did, eh? Yeah, but it wasn't from vegetarians. It was from just normal people. like People who like, eat meat. Exactly. And own well, leather products. <laughs> like going, how could you do that? You know, how could you kill an animal? Like, it doesn't it disgust you? And, and I'm like, no, actually, well, it's great. The feeling you get cooking your own animal, cook it, you know, cooking it, serving it to your family. This is how I came up with forest table, the name. I, I put, you know, the roast on the table and I go from the forest to our table, kids. And they're like, oh, dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, they, it's weird because these are the people who like to go buy meat and a nice package at Save On Foods, but they have a real problem with somebody going hunting in the bush. And they're the first to yell the loudest. Yeah, that's to me that I I just don't get that. That I don't even I don't even know what to say. To me, that's it's ass backwards. That, yeah, that doesn't make any. Where do you think belt comes from, or where do you think you know where do you think the food that you're buying in the grocery comes from? I think I think people have evolved enough already to know what's really going on. I mean, they're not that naive, are they? Uh, hey man. I'd be surprised. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen those videos where they walk down the street and they're in like New York or LA or something and they're like, so uh, excuse me, sir, uh, where do you think uh, chocolate milk comes from? They're like, well, brown cows, of course. <laughs> and, you know, like, and people are totally serious. This <laughs> is like, never underestimate the stupidity of others. Yeah, that's crazy. So you have kids. How many kids do you have? I've got, I have two kids and uh, my son's 14 turning 15 and my daughter is just about to turn 10 next month. And she is so excited that she can finally come hunting with me. She is like all over it. Super excited. Like, yeah, I want to shoot a moose. I'm like, that's what I first said, but let me tell you, it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> you got to find that moose. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a deep process. So they, they had no problem accepting the fact that you're, that their dad's now a hunter. Not at all. My daughter thought it's the coolest thing. My son's like, I don't think I could shoot an animal. 
And then I took him out hunting with for just grouse, right? Yeah. And he shot a couple grouse and he's like, it looked at me. Now I looked at him and boom. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and then we ate it. It tasted pretty good. So he's okay with it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. you know, my wife, you know, her dad was, was a great hunter and she never got into hunting with him just because he was a very rough and, and macho type of guy. And, yep. um, he was old school and he didn't believe that women should be hunting. They should be yeah. doing other things. Right. I mean, yeah, I've, he come was... across, I've come across a few people that still think that way. She's, she's hunted now and she's shot some grouse and stuff now, and, and she's totally fine with hunting and she wants, uh, hunting to be something as part of our kid's life. And yeah, my oldest son is nine and next year he turns 10 and yeah, he's just counting the days till he can go write his core and get his own license and same as my daughter i mean and it's so cool she's um she's telling me um she's talking to her friends at school saying when i turn 10 for my birthday i'm gonna get a can i'm gonna get a deer gun (laughs) she calls it i'm gonna get a deer gun i'm gonna go hunting with my dad and their friend said that's that why would you shoot an animal she goes why wouldn't i i know where the meat came from it's healthy it tastes good and it was and it's an animal that i killed and i'm like good girl you yeah, got that is, it that is so good yeah that's great i mean if there's yeah she's acknowledging that already and it's it's a big responsibility um not only taking a, a life but just taking it and putting it like like forest to table like you talked about there so yeah uh, so forest to table you want to get into that tell me all about it what it is and um you know like i said i came up with the idea of you know there's farm to table and stuff like that but I came up with the idea when I put the roast on the table and I always do it. Every time we eat something that I killed, I go forest to table or I go field to table. If it's, if it's a duck, you know? So I came up with the idea of, of, Hey, what a great, and, and, you know, the slogan underneath is forest to table, only one bad day. Cause too many people don't have any idea about what they put into their bodies. They don't think twice about what they eat. They don't understand what goes in, what's been put into that meat, the farming practices, anything, but you know, hunting's bad. So I kind of wanted to start something that would help dispel that myth. And that's why it's like only one bad day. How important is it for an animal to only have one bad day versus a lifetime? That's just crappy. So I thought, yeah, I'll throw that saying onto a few t-shirts and, you know, give them out to my friends and all of that. So I made a few t-shirts and all of a sudden, all my friends are asking for them. And then my friends of friends are asking for them and other people are asking for them. I went, okay, that's cool. So I thought, well, you know, I'll actually start doing this for real. I'll start making a bunch of different t-shirts. But the other part of this that I wanted people to know about is conservation. Because people have no idea. A lot of people think that hunters just go out, blast anything that's within sight, and bag 50 deer in one trip. (laughs) Yeah, and you see, I don't really understand that misconception anymore. I mean, with social media, I mean, mean, to me, the the anti-hunting community, to me, doesn't do a single thing for actual conservation. They don't do a thing. To me, what I see them doing is just trying to stop hunters from hunting. They're not doing anything in terms of, you know, broken habitat, road access, wildlife corridors, Movi, CWD. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you and I could sit here for an hour and we list all the issues, not only going on in our province, but going all over our country and North America and the world for that matter. And I don't see them doing anything other than just trying to stop. You know what? They're a bunch of Karens. (laughs) 
They're just, it's just a bitch fest. It's like, let's all get together and just bitch, right? And in the blast, anybody who goes hunting and they, they're like, you guys are horrible, you're awful. And I'm like, and not only are they just bitching, but they're not changing a single person's mind because they're just, they're like taking a bullhorn on Granville Street yelling about religion. Well, that's not going to get anybody to go to church necessarily. It's ineffective marketing. You know, whereas people that are into conservation, now we're really doing something. So I have a portion of my sales, that every sale that goes back to the BC Wildlife Federation. Because nice. I'm going, you know, not only do I get my license <laughs> every year from them and my uh, liability, yep. but it's, it's awesome to give back because conservation is huge. And mm -hmm. any responsible hunter is going to say, yeah, conservation is huge. I want my kids to be able to do this. Yeah, exactly. And if we don't do it as hunters, I mean, the anti-hunting community ain't going to get anything positive done or any affect any real change for wildlife or the environment or anything like that. And um, then our kids aren't going to be able to enjoy the things that we love in the outdoors and have these experiences hunting that we have and have the experience of taking their kids hunting and, and all that stuff. So in the... It's such an uneducated viewpoint that they have. There's, yeah. they, they haven't even looked into it. Yeah. And if you say, well, you know, there's so many great resources to learn about conservation and why hunting is actually a good thing. Why certain species can't be overpopulated. What's the result of too many deer? What's the result of too many wolves? You know, how does that work? Is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? But, you know, it's like online debates when people say, go educate yourself. Well, then they look up a whole bunch of stuff through their very own lens that just supports their very own viewpoint. And that's tough. So yeah. I think, you know, as, as hunters too, like what I want to do with Forest to Table is I want to talk about, I'm going to start doing like shorter video segments. So on cooking and I'm going to start yep. profiling different hunters nice. and what hunting means to them. You know, like, why is this important to you? What is this really all about to you? And, you know, I'm a filmmaker, so they look really good. They look like $30,000 budgets, but I create all my own content. Yeah, and but, I seen the commercial that you did for Forest to Table, and it looks great. Thank you. So, you know, I really want to really share with people what is conservation. You know, what what is the pride you feel when you cook something and it turns out amazing well that you shot and, and you harvested yourself? Um, why is this lifestyle important to you? Are all hunters yahoos? You know, are we all guys that go out and blast every sign in sight? You know, do we throw beer bottles in the road? You know, do we just go get wasted and fucking have guns? Yeah, all right, Jack Daniels, right? <laughs> yeah. That that the mis the the stereotype behind hunting is really changing as a lot of newer people, younger people get into it. And what's awesome to see is a lot of guys getting into it with their wives yeah. and they're young, they're 25, 27, mm -hmm. they're out there with their wives, they're enjoying it, they're loving it and they're not yahoos, they're not wing nuts. And it's no. so great to see that. Well, and, uh, one thing. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the other thing that's wicked to see is women getting into hunting. You know, like a lot of huntresses that are bow hunting and holy crap, are they good at it? Just blows me away. Yeah. The time and effort and the skill that they have, it's awesome. So I, I, I really like breaking the stereotype of it. And that's why I really want to do a lot of focusing on women hunters and how they even go out hunting with their kids. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that is. You know, when we were emailing back and forth, you were asking me if I if there's anything I'd say for for new hunters, right, that are getting out there. Something unbelievably important. And um, the guy, um, Brian Cummings, that uh, I got my license from and, and did my courses with, he said, you know what? Be really careful who you go out with. He goes, be mindful. He's like, in every group, there's always the drunk. The, the one guy who's not there for so much for hunting, they're there on vacation. They're not there for being serious. They're going to be the guy who drinks way too much, way too hungover over the next day, and they don't take it seriously. And I was really lucky because I didn't see a whole lot of that until a couple of years ago, a new guy came out with us, drank way the hell too much, decided it'd be a really good idea to drive his truck through the fire with his doolies and make a big statement. And I went, okay, yes, here it is. I never thought I'd see this moment, but here's a wing nut. Okay. And it's just, it's one of those things where you go, be mindful, you know, who are you going out with? If you're serious and it's not just a vacation time, like we're serious. I mean, we're there because we are, yeah, it's a great group thing. We're having a good time. We're not just there to get totally wasted and high and, you know, we're there to literally hunt. So be mindful of who you go with. Really have some serious scrutiny who you're going out there with. Um, the other thing I was thinking is I actually wanted to talk a little bit about snow goose hunting because in Ladner, that's what we do all the time. And I think one of the biggest things people need to know is go out with BB shot or BBB shot. Don't go less. It's hard to actually penetrate them to, to get through their, you know, through the wings and, and all the rest. So you'll do way better with the right shot. Um, we use a 12, 12 gauge for that? Yeah, uh, we use 12 gauge, uh, three inch shells or three and a half. But and a high flyer choke works really, really well because most of the time they're pretty high up. So we have 30, 40 decoys out uh, and the pattern is really important, you know, with the grouping. Don't just cluster all your decoys together because that's not how they are out there in the field. If you look at what are snow geese doing out in a field and observe it, go, oh, OK, I see them. There's a bit of a cluster, but there's groups and then it's more open. Replicate that with your decoys. And that's really important. The other thing is, is snow geese, if you look up at them as they're coming in, they see your eyes and will seriously scatter. And people don't believe me. I'm like, no, no, just watch, man. And sure enough, some guys like this and the geese scatter. <laughs> so it's like, keep your head down until literally they're coming in. Get a really good goose collar. Um, some collars just simply will not work. Whatever it's saying to them, they are like, no, thank you. Not interested. Some collars are good in the morning. Some collars are only good in the evening, I found. Um, I have a collar where right before it starts, you know, you have like your, la your last late-ish half an hour-ish. Hmm. My collar will absolutely get them in to our decoys. It works. It's awesome. But it doesn't work in the morning. <laughs> they just don't like it, right? Yeah. So, critters are funny that way. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I think that's like that with all animals. Sometimes some yeah. certain times of the day, some things work and some don't. But, exactly. And it's just finding, finding it out. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it. And it gets back to it's just days in the bush and don't get discouraged by how many days you're putting in the bush. Bad day in the bush is better than a great day anywhere else. Exactly. It really, it's awesome. Like my wife laughs because she goes, 
I swear you take more pictures hunting than you do kill anything. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? We just see lots of animals everywhere. Well, what am I going to do? I'm a photographer. I'm a filmmaker. So of course I'm taking pictures. And that's the beauty of it too, right? You don't always, it's not always about going out and killing animals. There's also a connection you're sharing with the animals and with the land. And that's all part of, I think that's, that's something that's lost too. And, you know, in the fabric of, of hunting is that connection with the land and the landscape and the animals that are on it. When do you guys hunt geese? Um, well, we uh, it's closed now, but I mean, really, right from the beginning of the season onward. I mean, so it's like, I think it was October it opened, something like that. We're out there right away. We go, I go goose hunting three times a week. No kidding. Well, I've, I've never done any goose hunting. So I think next October, I'm going to be giving you a buzz and oh, man. Coming, coming down and joining you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely be into no, that. Maybe. If you're ever in Ladner, you know who you're coming with. <laughs> yeah, well, I would make a trip just for that. Great. It's something I've wanted to to get into, but you know, here in the in our area, we don't have a lot of geese here. And I mean, no, no. I well, know you we, guys don't have snow geese, but so much yeah. you have you have Canada geese. So you must. Yeah, have. yeah, we do, and uh, I think it's just. Um, all the other animals that I've spent chasing from September to December. Uh, but uh, I think if, if I had somebody to, to go with in an area that I knew that was good, I think I would make a special trip for that for sure. Well, see, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of snow geese here because in Ladner, we have so many fields all around us. Yeah. Right. Um, and we're, we're stopped. And I mean, people come out just to see them. Meanwhile, we're out shooting. them. <laughs> right. So do you hunt them on private land or on public Public land. Um, so yeah, we, we go to a place. Well, see, snow geese is literally 10 minutes from my house right here. Oh, nice. And I go hunting 10 minutes from my house for ducks and and geese. Wow. That's nice. Literally. I walk my dog with the gun and I go hunting. (laughs) It's so wicked. Um, yeah, yeah, but we have thousands here, so we're really, really fortunate with that. And so that's why yeah, I go snow geese hunting. They're just here. Yeah, definitely. I'm in. That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe yeah. we could trade a hunt, uh, maybe an elk hunt or, or something like that for, for a goose hunt. Absolutely. For, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. So uh, is there anything else you want to add about uh, Forest to Table? Um, just, uh, hey, if, if you guys check it out, if anyone has any suggestions as I build this and grow it, I am all ears. Shoot me an email, shoot me a line. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm adding cutting boards to it as well. Um, and I also, I'm going to do uh, some skinning knives with domestic steel. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so I'm growing it um, bit by bit, piece by piece. And I, it's, I've had friends with great suggestions chime in. I'm like, oh man, that's such a great idea. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, cool. so where, do, where can everyone find you? Uh, Forest2table.ca. And what about uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, that sort of thing? I do. You, I have a Forest You guys kicking around there? As well. I have yeah. an Instagram account. It's called Forest Two Tables with the number two. Gotcha. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You got uh, you got some hoodies on there. I seen and some bumper stickers that are really neat. And uh, oh man, so many people love those stickers. Yeah, it, they're cool. It's, it's awesome, and it's great. People from all over are sending me pictures of the sticker on the back of their car, and a few people have said like they've had people, you know, in in Sivan or something or whatever, when they park their car, go, "What is that?" And they explain it, and I'm like, "Now that is effective. That's what we want." Yeah, yeah, no, that's good, man. You're doing the, you're doing a good job, and I like the fact that you're giving back too. You know what I mean? You're taking, but you're giving back, and. Um... You know, we talk about it all the time on this podcast, but just in talking to friends and stuff in the industry, it's one thing that that gets brought up a lot is um, 
hunters doing a little bit more rather than just buying their tags and, and buying a membership and assuming that that's enough and that they're doing their part. So it's great that you're, you know, that you're sharing some of the workload for those who aren't. That's awesome, man. But it's, it's totally important. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about having a, a, doing a bit of a giveaway here with some of these stickers. Yeah, we were. Um, and so, you know, I was going to say, so for whoever is listening to this podcast, if you can send me why or send you, you know, yep. why did I start Forest to Tables in the first Forest to Table in the first place and answer that question correctly, which doesn't take very much research, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a free sticker. Okay, great. That's awesome. There you go, guys. And uh, look up Forest to Table and uh, free bumper Absolutely. sticker and make sure you take a picture of it, share it on social media for everybody else to get in on. And tag me in it. <laughs> I want to see it. What do they tag you as? Uh, I think Jonathan, Jonathan Flubog or Forest to Table. Okay, Facebook either page. either one works. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you uh, is, you know, human beings have always hunted. Our maternal grandparents hunted. If uh, if they didn't, then you and I aren't talking here today. I mean, that's just a fact. And, uh, you know, deep down, I believe that there's a lot of people out there that want to be hunters, but they're just not sure how to get into it. They're not sure that it's going to be accepted in their social groups. What message would you have to somebody that doesn't hunt but wants to become a hunter? Yeah, I mean, I'd say look at yourself. Really take a deep look at yourself. You know, look at where the meat that you're eating is coming from. Do you know where it's coming from? Do you know what's in that meat? You know, take a look at, at that side of it and go, be aware of what you're putting into your body. And if you're aware of it and you go, look, this animal didn't live a crappy life and it only had one bad day and it wasn't fed hormones and antibiotics and all the rest of it, you go, actually, maybe I could go kill an animal. That sounds pretty good, you know? And if it's a morality thing, the more you look at what, what is hunting? Why is it, you know, what's the pride that a hunter has? Talk to people. There's a million Facebook groups and you know what? Hunters are a really friendly lot. I haven't met very many hunters that are dinks. I just haven't. It's like you're out in the bush and you run into someone hunting. And it's not like, oh, you're hunting too. You know, I have a couple of those, but not much. It's like, hey, man, how's it going? Anything down the road where you came from? No, not much. Hey, what are you guys out for? Like people are friendly. Reach out to hunters. Talk to them. You know, people are like, yeah, okay. You're thinking about it. No problem. Let me give you some tips. And something really awesome, I got to say, is hunting in Kamloops last year, and the back of my, uh, my buddy's truck opened up, the glass part opened up, and my case fell out with a, few, with a couple of my tags. I had no idea. So it was gone, like just gone with a few other things. And uh, my gun wasn't in it, but some, a week later, somebody went to, into Kamloops, found, found my case, turned it into conservation. They phoned me and said, hey, did you lose a case? And I'm like, I did. Well, someone turned it in. I'm like, how wicked is that? That someone went out, found my case, went out of their way, turned it in, and conservation phoned me and said, hey, well, you know, like if you're in Kamloops, you can come get it. The woman's like, you know, I'm coming into town to Bass Pro in, in a couple of weeks. I'll just bring it to you. I'm like, holy crap, what a wicked community. <laughs> like, yeah. how awesome is that? 
That is awesome, man. And and yeah, again, I mean, there's, you know, um, a couple acts of some immoral people, um, they, they don't encapsulate hunters as a community. And that that um, example you gave about the guy driving through the fire, I mean, yeah, he was hunting, but even if he wasn't hunting, he'd be doing it anyway. It's just, you know, it's, it's you his know, that's, makeup. That's really well said. That Exactly. If, you know, if they're not yelling about, it's like all the people going, hunting's horrible and awful. Well, if they're not yelling about hunting, they're yelling at, they're complaining at customer service. You know, yeah. wherever you go, there you are. Your problems will, will come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you, bud. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to put on my calendar for a snow, snow geese hunt here in the fall. Um, yeah. And then if you're ever up this way, you said you hunt in Greenwood. I'm not far. I hunt, I hunt 814 all the time. Oh, right on. So, uh, give me a call and we'll get out and maybe take our kids out and they can meet each other and we'll just expand our, our little oh, hunting that'd be group. so much fun. Their first year hunting and, you know, meeting someone else with their first year hunting. That's so yeah. cool. Okay, buddy. I'm awesome. Gonna Have go. a great day. Super okay. awesome talking to you. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Talk to you take later. Care. You believe that? Wow. I guess it's all worth it.